0: All right, here we are. It's uh, it's attic static again. It's uh, July 30th. We are back here in the attic. Uh, um, today is another live show. We're, we're going to take call-ins from uh, our guests. We hope who are listening on, watching or listening on YouTube. So everybody's here, and I think uh, we're about ready to get started. Jesus, switchboard. Should we give it a number so they know what to call in with? So if people need the number to call in, the number is 386. Oh, well,
1: country code first, right? Don't be
0: country code first so it's one it's one one okay
2: we we want them to have the number so they're prepared
0: yeah we'll give them the number ahead Um, so country bottom of the YouTube screen okay that's where the number is Um, so uh, we are gonna do an icebreaker first and I'm gonna leave that one up to Johnny this week so it's uh, hey what's happening Johnny
3: What's happening is today, uh, my family is celebrating my birthday again in the house. So there's a whole bunch of food. There's a whole bunch of people. And then it's the same way we like it every week. A lot of people, a lot of uh, activity happening, so I'm very happy.
1: But you get old very quickly, though, having a birthday every week, don't you? It's okay. Yeah.
3: It's <laughs> okay, because it's, it's like for a month, and then you got another 11 just to... So we actually went out to
0: dinner one night for your birthday, and then we had the birthday cake on the podcast last the podcast. week, and another one this week, so yep. that's so, three. So you're
3: I'm 52 now. I'm 52, right? and then my cousin <laughs> hey, wants to caught take up. me out. Nikki wants to take me out. My parents want no, to take I, me out. I'm going to disagree,
2: because I always have birthday, month. birthday yeah. month. And his month ends today. No, tomorrow. Birthday's tomorrow.
3: Yeah. tomorrow. So he's got one
2: more day left to celebrate.
3: Yeah, but it ain't going to be that way. We're going to celebrate it for a long time because too many things happen but that's what's happening and we're very happy and we're very happy that everyone's with us and uh, everyone was invited to have food so make sure that even before or after you always go downstairs and have finished the food that's down there. And, and we'll get the some. address out after the podcast. <laughs> it's Sorry. on the bottom
1: of the screen next to the phone.
3: Somewhere in, so, <laughs> somewhere in central Jersey so just follow your nose. <laughs> I have to say, Johnny, one of the best things about doing
4: this podcast is the hospitality of your family. Every oh, week when we come, man, everyone's here. They're always welcoming the food. It's always a great time.
3: No, and now we have a, a, an added thing. We have little kids, so there's two little boys down there, and they're getting to know everyone and all the family. And sooner or later, they're going to be contributing to the podcast and everything else in our family.
4: That's awesome.
0: That was good. Okay. So, um... We would at best like to have somebody, if there's anybody online that wants to call in. Uh, and like we said before, the number's on the bottom. It's 386 956 0754. And uh, I don't know, Steve or Way, is anybody uh, is anybody on there to, to get us going? We'll just sit here and wait.
1: Well, while we're waiting, <laughs> we're going to try and get Ed to swear. So I think right. Right to do a shot. And, and tell Johnny something's broken in the house, but you can't fix it yourself. you got to call a handyman and just watch it. Oh, that's, his, that's his dream.
0: That's his no, dream job. He
3: wants to... He can't
1: help he, it. He, Not in it, his no, house.
3: No, I have to, I have to say, I, I for a recall, I took um, an older Accord that I had that I gave to my nephew. Um, and when I got it back from the recall, they had cracked the, the engine cover. All, hold on, just, hold on.
0: A Honda Accord car
3: yeah v6 okay. car you know whatever the point was that i had a recall and i never take it to the dealer things all in one piece and i get it back and the engine covers cracked everything's dirty the the carpets are dirty you know so th- that's why that's a bad i just don't like it i don't like when when dealer. other people take what you what you really covet and don't treat it the same way you want it to be treated it's a, it has a lot to do with He
2: might want to hire somebody to fix things but not for his own house
0: Right. You can fix things. You can hire someone to fix things for the rental property.
2: I have. And, yeah. and
3: that's why, because there's no, there's nothing attached, but my own, I get very personal.
0: Okay. So, you know, Ed to swear, me to drink, you to, you to call for help. <laughs> right, what, do, what do we need for Gary?
1: But I'm it's cheating though, because you I, know I, how I many I people know. I yeah.
3: have to call to help me? Yes. I have a lot of a people. Lot. Yeah. So
1: Maybe Gary does an episode without a hat? or uh-huh. Or Gary
0: has to get, Gary has to put on 15 pounds without with no of no muscle or no run min- a 7 minute mile no. on. I don't think you can do that one episode yeah I don't think you can
3: <laughs> can you run can a 7 minute mile with- on purpose no yeah run a 7 minute mile can't basically yeah, move yeah. that slow <laughs> he'd kind be of? like
1: he'd forget what he was there for yeah. Yeah. I could run slower yeah it's than called that. it's called walking
0: yeah for, for Gary <laughs> <laughs> and what do we gotta get Adam to do
3: well, Adam will give him a pass because his feet are under construction. Yeah, i have been kicking butt They're, they're under construction. He so has we'll, to, we'll but still. when
2: his feet are better, he has to run a mile with the boots on.
1: No, we've done that already in training, yeah, we mountain that. climbing
0: training. We do that. With those?
2: Yeah,
1: with ski boots. Heavier than those. Oh. Yeah. Way heavier. Yeah. Yeah, so with that, 75 pounds on her back, too. Yeah, that's no
0: good. No, we've got to we do something else. Anybody? Shake your head.
1: Beat you in a mile. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm driving money. my truck though. Wait, but but we're doing your two things at the same time. Like you got to run really slow, painfully slow, and he's gonna beat you. That's too easy.
2: No, I'm I'm gonna <laughs> run hard.
1: Well, while you're you're uh, while Ed's cursing at you and Ray is giving I you have. his shots because he doesn't drink. <laughs> we'll I got a chance this. then.
2: We'll do this. I, we'll, uh, we'll do the lactose intolerant mile, but you don't have to drink.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not lactose intolerant. I am. Okay, so you drink I, a gallon of milk first. No.
2: So you run uh, a lap around the track. Drink yeah. well, no. Before each lap, you run. Okay, four laps. drink a pint of milk. Okay. And then if I throw up, I have to do an extra lap. So I'll be doing five laps while you do four. It's fair.
1: Let's do it, hey, Johnny. When we're all broken after this, you can fix us. Well, well, no, no Ed, <laughs> that's it. That's Ed. right. Ed. That's it. We have heartbeats. Assuming we still have heartbeats. <laughs> that's a period. You got to step in. <laughs> if it's just all like you know bones and mechanical stuff, Johnny, you can you can clean no. us up.
3: The rest is in.
1: <laughs> got it. Okay. Uh, Lines are busy. Lines are busy. One at a time, please. Lines are busy. Okay. So So I actually have a car
4: question for Johnny. I I, uh, actually had a problem recently. All right. So we have a caller today. Uh, Ed, uh, tell us something about yourself. Mm. So
3: I don't swear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of wholesome. (laughs) Kind of. I I I sweat almost as much as Adam in the 105 degree attic. (laughs) 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 So I have an older car. It runs pretty good. What kind of car?
4: It's actually a Mercedes-Benz. And so it's actually an older car. It's 1999. And so I got it with very low mileage. However, we've been having different problems with it. And the mechanic had uh, told us, oh, these cars, you know, they're they're very good cars. Uh, But the Achilles (laughs) heel tends to be the electrical system. And so the mechanic had told me that, you know, there's a drain on the battery. I can't quite figure out where the drain is coming from. So just to just to prep this, if you guys don't remember, Johnny's first job was a Mercedes mechanic?
3: Mm, No, uh, second. Second
4: job. And so he said, you know, I can't quite figure out where the battery or battery drain is coming from, but he encouraged me to drive the car car longer distances, because if you drive longer distances, it tends to recharge the battery as opposed to short distance, right, go less than a mile, (laughs) which unfortunately is where I work, right, less than a mile. That's so unfortunate. And you're driving? Uh, Well, not always. Okay. In the rainy weather. Uh, in the chilly weather and the snow, um, but what winds up happening is, you know, when I'm when I'm teaching in the school year, driving longer distances. But in the summer, maybe not necessarily as many longer distances. So I'm at the position now. This is happening like this is about the second or third time where the car now is not starting, and I suspect it's going to be the same problem as before. Probably got to get a new battery. It doesn't start. It does not start. In fact, it doesn't even make so, a noise. So
1: it, it's a dead battery, basically. But probably it, it dies much so, quicker than it
4: should be. Right. Dying. So now. You know, my wife and I are at a point where we're wondering, okay, so how much is it really worth continuing to sink the money into the car? And what I'm going to propose to the mechanic when we and I see him is, can we preemptively do something to stop this? So, for instance, if it's we look back at the records and we say, oh, you know, it's two years or eighteen months, you know, whatever the time frame is between this battery, and the last battery, or mileage, look at the car and say, okay, you know, it's been six thousand miles or five thousand miles. So preemptively intervene to somehow recharge the battery or do something so that this doesn't happen. Is to, that? To okay? Up.
0: first of all, you're talking to a mechanic about your Mercedes when you have Johnny to be talking to about it instead. I, that's My, right. I, I have I a solution. Know, I'm, I'm not understanding.
2: No, wait, 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 I have a solution. Wait, wait, wait. Go, ahead. go ahead. Every day when you're done with your car, go open your hood and, and take off the positive connection and it'll never drain. So and then when you go
4: around and drive it again, put it back on. So it no turns, big deal. It no, turns that's out can not Don't you, do that. No, you, you literally
1: can't do that for a reason. And what
4: I found out is the first time I had to you from with the, uh,
1: recent ceiling fan repair graduate? So this is what I
4: found out the first time I had this problem with Mercedes, I figured, oh let me just jump start the car. So I did pop the hood open and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking <laughs> and so I finally YouTube it it's and I'm trunk. like it's so in the, trunk. He's, the only one, he's the only one who knows yeah cause right. he knows, he knows. No. and then a the guy from AAA came and like, oh yeah you know, all these German cars they don't have it in the front they put yeah, it in the, put in the back that's where the battery yeah. is it's in the back and that so you one. That literally one. you can't pop the hood and do that <laughs> you pop the trunk, pop. The trunk. Ah, yeah, no, no, that's what not. I meant well part of the problem is now I can't even pop the trunk and this happened last time the oh, battery died cause the battery's dead yeah okay so there's there's a there's a release
3: in the front somewhere
4: I know there is and it doesn't work So, so, So let's
3: let's let's go back to fundamentals the to answer this question correctly and so that you spend the money wisely the generic question is how well does your car drive when it's normal great okay so because your charging system and your battery system are very fundamental systems of the car they can be repaired at much less of a cost than a monthly payment so if the engine is running as you like transmission's not slipping, tires are good, the fundamentals of the car are good, you're not ever gonna use the fact that your car is not charging or starting as a reason to buy another car, right? That system is very cheap compared to the rest of the car, the the guts of the car. So even if
0: it was a thousand bucks to fix whatever this problem is, right? You're gonna spend 40,000 on a new car. Two months of payments, and and it's never
3: gonna be that much anyway, Right. right? So to answer your thing and Sometimes it's very similar to like when someone tells me, "Oh, I need you to come to my house and look at a boiler or something. Some, most of the time it helps if they tell you a lot of information beforehand. This thing makes noise. This thing doesn't make noise. This thing starts sometimes and doesn't. Right. Yep. So for yours. So we
0: got a caller coming in. So you got to make this quick.
3: Yeah, I'm going to make it quick, but it's, a, it's an important thing because sometimes people will make a decision to get a new car for systems like this. It's not. So if the rest of the car is working good you have to sort of say to yourself, when is the last time I changed the battery, right? When is the time, the last time I did service on the belts and the serpentine system, which we had a thing, cause that's from the alternator, that's what transfers that to your system to charge the battery correctly. So if you have a, a belt that's not correct and it's not um, traveling at the that's right good. speed, it's not gonna charge <laughs> your battery the right way, one. Number two, it's very interesting that a, a mechanic will tell you that they, they don't know where the drain the, the drain is because all you have to do is turn absolutely everything off. You put your ammeter on your main to your fuse box and all you do is you put it. If there's really a drain, that ammeter is going to have a number on it. And all you do is you pull each fuse one by one. The minute you pull the fuse on the drain circuit, your meter goes to zero.
0: So why don't why aren't we doing this like during the podcast out in the front of your house? Did you drive the car here? Uh, no, I
3: can't start the
1: car. <laughs> 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 too late. You waited one podcast so one episode too Just late.
4: To you would rather
2: get a new car than spend a hundred dollars no, once no. a year on a battery. No, I had to say I want to get a problem. brand new battery did, once a year. Now
0: he said he yeah, wants to he wants I to avoid the Josh. Pro- Josh. he wants to avoid the problem yeah. Yeah.
3: and find the preemptive strike, right? right. right. So right. So when Is you that, look at The components involved, right? You have the the mechanical ability of the motor. You have the alternator that is turning. You have then the circuit that it does to the battery. So it's something that you could easily resolve. All right. So 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 let's pick this up. That should make you buy a new car. All right.
0: So we'll pick it up after. Done. All right. Stevie, we got a caller. And look at that. It says we got a caller.
1: (coughs) Hello, caller. Welcome to Attic Static. You're on the air.
5: Yes, hello, we wanted to ask uh, all the uh, <laughs> people speaking um, individually what, what definition of the American dream because it seems that we're living here in the United States and uh, basically everybody works arduously till they're 70 and they can't endure retirement. Um, who pushes this idea and I could like to hear from each person speaking, what is their Definition of the American dream.
1: All right. There are two questions there. I just want to make sure we got it correct I heard what is our individual definition of the American dream is one and then a question about who's pushing this who pushes The idea of the American dream or who pushes the idea that everyone's got to work till they're 70
5: Yeah, both like mean They're they're kind of intertwined because everybody feels like oh they have to work in order to get their you know whatever they're putting into their iras or retirement funds or all that stuff and then they end up working till they're too late to really enjoy life okay. like okay. even Got it. even even a lot of immigrants come and they come and they all oh, we're going to here to live the american dream and then it just ends up being work 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 and when do you actually start living the american dream
1: so if it's okay, I'd like to take that first because that way we can go from most cynical to most hopeful because Ed's across from me and wholesome Ed <laughs> is going to quote something from an important book to, to clean this up and make you all feel better than what I'm about to say. All right? The, the, the Who's pushing you to work till 70? We're all indoctrinated in capitalism. We're all sheep. And you're playing into the game. The American dream is something that's that's put out there that to the masses is something that is always it's always like tomorrow right it's never here but it's always coming you've got to take the effort oh no now i'm getting positive you've got to take the effort <laughs> no no don't to, do that to <laughs> I'll, I'll, call I'll, I'll, bullshit on that don't do that yeah okay i'm saying don't get positive okay you can stay no, be yourself now I'm really confused
3: <laughs> Be yourself, that's, do whatever you that's, got. I, I think say, those
1: two are mutually exclusive <laughs> right right I'm gonna pass
0: all right so so I'm gonna pick up on Adams so I think so the, the American dream was always come here for a better life than what you had where you're coming from doesn't mean that it's wonderful here it just means it's better than where you were that's what everybody thought or at least that's what we've read in our history books and all that kind of stuff right so I don't know that anybody can say well Whatever a common life is today in two thousand and twenty three is the American dream. You just have this theory that it's better than where you came from. So there's probably it's probably harder to answer that question in any other way. As far as um, who's pushing it, I don't think anyone's pushing it, right? If you think you gotta work till you're seventy because you're waiting for social security, then you've decided that you're gonna wait for a handout, right, for this money. Well,
2: to be fair, it's not a handout. You're putting into it.
0: You're putting into it, but you're expecting to get more out of it than you put in. Right. And you're expecting someone else to do your saving and planning and and everything, retirement planning for you. Right. Take my money now and then give it back to me later.
1: But don't people understand that that does not work and was never intended to? That's supposed to be maybe a third of what it takes to just get by.
0: But I think that's the false promise. Right. That when when I think when the system started, it was better than expected and people were able to actually functionally live on this thing. Um, Or, you know, they bought your house when you were young. You stayed there. You paid off. You didn't have a mortgage. Colleges weren't expensive. So you were, you know, with your paid-off house and Social Security, everything was fine. And then, and then a couple of generations just got accustomed to the fact that that's just normal. Um, but I just think that, you know, expecting that is is expecting someone else to do a lot of the work for you, as opposed to what probably the original American dream was: Hey, go there and do whatever it takes to have a better life than where you came from.
2: Yeah, I mean, American dream to me is that you you can come here and
0: close to the mic and be closer to the mic. Yes. You, you
2: can come here and do what you If you want to start your own business, you can. You know, if it's you are you have the ability to make a lot of money to take care of yourself and your family and not wait uh, until you're 70 to retire. So I think the mistake maybe people potentially make is relying uh, or thinking about the future. I'm going to retire in the future. I'm going to retire early 70, 60, whatever it is, but not doing anything other than working today. You're know, not saving anything. You're not not thinking about, well, I don't need to spend $7 on a Starbucks, I'm gonna, you know, save that instead. Because if you save $3 a day now for, what did you say, 40 years, you have one point something million dollars. I don't think people plan, I don't think they think it out, in general, I mean, I'm not gonna say everybody so, but you have the opportunity and these people who are coming here, I, th- I don't. I, I, we can't speak for ourselves because we're here, so we can't say our American dream over here. But if you're coming here, is it better? I mean, I'm assuming that they're leaving there, risking their lives a lot of times that it's not that good. So anything here potentially is better.
3: Johnny, yes. I think Ed can go first.
4: Go so, I think <laughs> for me, for my version of the American Dream, it's about helping and serving others. And I think if we look at the content so far that we put out on the podcast, I think there's been a lot of good content. On our last week, we're talking about you know what we've done so far over the last couple of months, and I was I'm really proud of the content. And if you think about it, in our financial stability segments, one. And two, we talked about financial stability, not just being about us. It's about being able to give to others, share with others. Financial stability, three, we talked about Wei, and she was here for the interview, and she shared about her volunteer work that she's always done, and now taking on more volunteer work. Terrence, in the episodes of Goats and Saving the World, he talked about giving goats to a local school, right? To try and help out and serve that way, right? When Brian, the architect was here, he talked about passing on the information to younger viewers that life, isn't just about you, right? And finally, Chris and Colleen, when we interviewed those retirees, shared the importance of introspective moments and fulfillment. None of that, from what everyone has shared, on all the content that we put out, has anything to do with finances, material possessions, or anything of that nature. It all has to do with serving others, giving to others, thinking of others first. And I think that's hugely important. I think, unfortunately, in a capitalist you know country that we live in, A lot of times the American dream is associated with material possessions, which isn't by itself bad, right? I mean, those things we need to live. But I think putting the focus on that for us and ourselves, you know, may not necessarily be um, something that I particularly put a lot of emphasis on. I once read uh, this quote that was really, really impactful to me. (laughs) And it was, you know, the the purpose and the, the, The tendency is to try and live in this world but not be of this world and in our culture that's very challenging right because how can you live in a capitalistic society where everything is about materialism but yet not value and prioritize
3: those material possessions so that's my input on that johnny so the caller said certain things about the american dream definition right so and he also alluded that the government has their own definition of that and I believe that if you if you accept their criteria, it doesn't really help you, it helps them because they're just trying to keep the money in the pot longer, taking the risk that you're going to die after 70 quickly, right? So, you know, we don't go by that. You, you go by what is defined by you is the American dream. So I, I propose to the caller that what is your definition and you need to strive to that definition, right? So- if you listen to the podcast and you understand that you have to have certain life goals and you have to be able to define that for yourself, and if you're not gonna rely on the government, then the responsibility is upon you to put your money where it's correct, put your money in the risks that you're comfortable with, right, and if you listen to the podcast, there are so many different places to put that money. It could be in your own business, it could be in 401Ks, it could be in IRAs, it could be in a lot of different things. So you have to take the responsibility to define it yourself and then take the steps to get to that goal right so if you leave it to the government they're always going to do something that's for the masses not specifically to you right and then the other thing is what have you done to achieve your dream after you define it a lot of people start to make a lot of uh uh, how would you say, excuses? I oh, don't know, I got divorced. Uh, unfortunately, I had a kid I didn't plan on, and then that kid had a kid, and and all these things caught up to me. Unfortunately, that's why the other things exist. They're sort of like a last resort. You mean, you mean social programs yeah. and social security? Exactly, well, so those things correct. exist, right, right? They're, right? They're the last, or at least I would like to define them, in my opinion, as the last resort. If you didn't do your part you can't then complain that they exist. But they're only going to give you a certain amount. The
0: bare minimum. Right, right. the bare minimum, right? right.
3: So it's like, if you look at the whole thing, there has to be a pie in your life. And this pie is going to have real estate, stocks. It's going to have all the different things you were supposed to be doing. If you're not doing those things, at minimum, you can't say, well, now I'm stuck in this rut because the government designed it. At minimum, they designed it.
0: Yeah, they, they
1: design social yeah, programs. I agree. It's about self-responsibility. Exactly. right? And we, we talked about the caller mentioned retiring at, at 70 and we all talked about retiring early. But I, I think that there's a little more to that, right? If you're working just out of bad habit because you don't know what else you'd prefer to be doing, work as long as you can. Mm-hmm. You, it, to retire early, you got to have something you're retiring for you got to say, I got to stop this nine to five so I can finally get to what my life's purpose is, what what my American dream is. And one, one way to, to start thinking about that, and that gets easier with age, is try to eliminate that, that, that peer pressure, that gene, and you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. When you see a 2023 20, Mercedes drive by, don't think, wow, that dude's rich. I want to be like him. No, he just gave a hundred grand or more to the car dealership. He just lost his money. Right? So I think I'm very happy driving my pickup. I love it. <laughs> you got to try and resist the peer pressure uh, to the extent that it's just driving the consumer economy. But not all of you, because we do need <clears throat> the economy to keep well, going. Yeah, just the uh, ad uh, a... ecstatic listeners like uh, <laughs> like a caller here. Thanks for calling in. <laughs>
5: Thank you guys for taking the time to answer my question.
4: Oh, we didn't know you were oh, still there. N- no problem, no problem, caller, thank you. Uh, but this
3: is, this is there's a little more to this and I, I have to end it with this. Today is a good example for your question because today was a, a birthday celebration that my wife threw for me, right? If I didn't have the means for her to buy all the food, if I didn't have the means to say to everyone, listen, everyone come over. Not one person, two person, no, everyone come over, right? It's a planning, in your, in your own day-to-day life, that if you want certain things, you have to be able to provide them for yourself first, so that then you could share them with the rest of the people. And it may seem like an off of the original question, but it's like everything in life. If you want this, you have to be able to take the steps to be able to afford it, to be able to do it. If you're waiting for the government to give you the money and the ability for your wife to go out and buy all this food and do all this stuff, it's never going to happen. And you're always going to be looking on the outside into a window on a situation where, why can they do that? It's not that someone can or can't do it, it's that you plan for it, you prepare for it, you execute it. And it's difficult. It is. Accept it. It's it, gonna be exactly. difficult and that's, that's okay. But that's how life is. So I, it, I think so you can compare because- this
2: to other things. You can compare it to like health. You're not gonna be healthy by just thinking about it or waiting for the government to do something for it. You yeah. You wanna be less tired, you have to sleep more. You have to be disciplined to go to bed earlier. Like there's so many things you can do. You, you you can compare this to anything else in life. Nothing's yeah. gonna happen for you without you taking steps for yourself.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, I would agree. I, I I made the decision to stay up and watch the fight with you guys last night. Now I'm tired because of it. But that was a choice, right? So. But I hope it was worth it. It was definitely. That was an awesome fight. It was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not worth it. Three hours of extra sleep. would have It been was worth so it for me because I love better. looking
3: over at Ray and seeing him there. Sleeping in the chair, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. I love it. It would have been way better to stay. But caller, thank you so much. That's a that's a a much broader question. That if you sit down and think about it, and hopefully the input that we gave you, you could sort of sort of change that trajectory if it's not going in the right way.
0: All right.
2: Any other callers on? I would guess there's like dozens.
0: Dozens. I think we've got Adam from. Yeah, if we the don't. hills
1: of and County. He got a problem with his pickup truck. He does
0: so, so we are gonna do Adam's pickup truck problem, but do we need to finish? I don't wanna drag it out. Is there any very obvious or quick answers that Ed still needs? From My truck day?
3: just got insulted. So, so to, to Ed's thing is that I think it's more of, and I don't wanna say it for your mechanic or anything because I'm not that type of person, but when you, when you talk about certain systems in the car, you pull them in. The mechanic should be able to fix them rather quickly if they're fundamental. So, a battery, a starter, a serpentine belt, an alternator, all of that stuff is like removed we and place. Could, we could take the last
2: question that came in, and they're not putting the time in. Yeah. They're
3: not solving the time. It's not, it solving, seem they're not that the they're time giving in. you the right
4: so amount of information. The issue, apparently, from what I was told last time I was there, it's not the battery.
3: The batteries are fine. There's
4: a draw on right. the right. system. Right. And he said
2: what he would do. Oh,
4: And they right. can do that too. So what I'm right. trying to
3: say is that. It's just like saying my my phone keeps running out right like there's a way to find right. that just out. Can eat each each view right. 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 Well, which well, one each is trying the fuse. Right? right so sometimes the older the car gets sometimes I'll admit that it'll provide a certain amount of hesitation to give you the information right. but we're talking about there are tools to to analyze these things that exist
4: so I will say that the electrical system problems that we've had over the years are inconsistent which shouldn't be. Right, because if it's a mechanical failure, then it should just be failed. For instance, you know, like a uh, automatic lock maybe doesn't work, then it just shouldn't work,
3: right? But that's not the case. Well, can you get, mm-hmm. you can no, no, the... intermittent problems exist. Okay, yeah. But there's these are intermittent. also intermittent. I got an intermittent problem. <laughs> but wait, but this is interesting because in in the realm, yes, you'll find certain people to say, yeah, Mercedes is a little finicky. But I'm gonna put myself out there. The true electrical problems are found in Italian cars. Mercedes-Benz electrical system is repeatable and it's a good system. Okay. So you will be able to figure it out. So if you told me in 1980s, Maserati bi-turbo, those sucked.
0: So Johnny, let's, <laughs> You know let's cut- what I mean? Like that,
3: right. you'd be like, just trade that crap in and, and, and you
0: but, know, put let, it on its way. But that car is a good
3: car and let's, it's, let's it's cut to the, that's repeatable. Let's cut to the
0: chase. <laughs> are we telling him he's gonna go back to his mechanic and say, can you isolate this problem? Or are we gonna have a exercise in johnny's driveway or edge driveway to figure this out
3: i don't think that's necessary what it was what i think is necessary is that for him to ascertain if his mechanic is capable if not take it to a mercedes mechanic that you feel comfortable with. are going you're gonna have a million different is, all they do is work
4: on mercedes this, this is, is all a mercedes mechanic well it's not a mercedes dealership but all they do all the guy does is just
3: work on mercedes that's it yeah okay. so i i would really put him to the test and say hey i've had a few conversations they tell me this is not a difficult problem you should be able to fix this if they can't that's
2: an insult to him <laughs> it was like this I shouldn't be, be difficult. Come I've on. been told that Johnny well, like, can like, do it. Hey. Look,
3: you can ask the
0: question. Can we isolate the problem? How long will it take for you to isolate the problem? Is it two hours. Yeah, because five hours, what's going to or... Just say, hey,
1: man. Jimmy. How about we go fuse by fuse?
3: <laughs> yeah, but also, also something. And Ray knows. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. We have a tendency to bring our cars to 400,000 miles. I'm not going to. That's not even an exaggeration. That comes with a lot of work, and that's it comes my with A little bit of an, inconvenience. So sometimes mechanics will look at that mileage on the odometer and say, "These people need a new car." Yes. No, no, no. Seventy thousand. I mean, it's an old car,
4: but you know, from what I understand, its history was such that it
3: really wasn't driven around too much in the beginning. So, and if so, that car truly has seventy thousand miles, about 70, you yeah. should have started the conversation off with that. <laughs> you were going to make sure he solves that problem, or someone else solves. Because that's that worth problem. keeping. Absolutely, of course. Absolutely. Okay. Oh my don't, goodness! Don't you haven't even. Broken. I don't yeah. want to say the wrong right. word. So, but no you, you know what I mean? It, that you have question. to solve that problem. That's or good. you go buy yourself another car and give me that I think that, that, that would have been PG-13. <laughs> I think that's so all. it's definitely I'm working. I'm taking uh, that car, yes. <laughs> right. it's, it's well worth
4: it. It's well okay. worth it. And it's not a problem figure. that's okay. out of this world. Right. That's good to know. That's good to know. that's, hey, that's one of the things I was
1: struggling with. All I think right. we have a call from um somebody about their pickup truck. Yeah, pickup truck? Someone's got a pickup truck. Yeah, hey there, Johnny. So I got me an old pickup. 2010 Toyota.
3: That's not
1: that old. 2000? Nope. 200,000? 200, 225. <laughs> I can't count that high. I'm originally from West Virginia. <laughs> got we a lot of lost miles that. on it. We just it. lost ten yeah. people. <laughs> got we, a lot of miles on it. Did we have it.
4: that many listening?
1: <laughs> All right. What's now, wrong with it? She got an intermittent problem. Okay. Do, you, do you really have that many miles on your car? I do.
3: Wow. I know, call 20, a caller, what's your name? Know, 2010, that's a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, we're supposed to ask Go for ahead. the caller. Bubba. You know? What's your name? Bubba. And where are you calling Bubba from? Bubba Cletus
1: Clem. Where are you calling from? Wheeling, West Virginia. Wheeling, I was going to say, if he's
3: from he's Bubba, he has to be from West Virginia. Go ahead.
1: So, it seems the power steering is intermittently fading out. Now I'm going to see those bastards mixing accents because this will cut. No, this didn't. That was separate. <laughs> That, that was from wrestling with the pigs on my farm.
5: <laughs> now,
1: what I don't understand is sometimes it's hard to turn, but by the time I get it all the way turned, it kind of loosens up, stiffens up, loosens up, and it's only been happening for past couple of weeks. So I'm thinking I just put something
3: in that power steering, fluid canisters, some windshield wiper fluid in there it'd be a good thing, right? Okay, so this is interesting because... I'm going to be the first person to admit I was very into cars. I know them extremely well, but technology is increasing and changing. So, everyone This knows, is from
1: 2010. You need high to the a grasshopper then, wait, Johnny. Wait,
3: wait, Remember, there's a lot of manufacturers and there's a lot of models. And this is what I'm going to tell you. There's uh, technology that has advanced. Back in the day, all power steering was hydraulic. And now there is hybrid there's some that are still hydraulic and there are now electric power steering a lot of people don't know that it's electric motor running your power steering it no longer uses your serpentine belt so my unfortunately son of a bitch that's what i was worried about you have a toyota tacoma correct yeah all right so all i would ask you is next time or if you could on your phone find out what type of power steering your car has if it has electric power steering the tree is going to go this way to answer the question. If it has hydraulic power steering, it's fundamental and it's extremely simple. The electric ones, this is the other problem. Because the invention of all of these systems talking to each other, your electric power steering might be talking to your alternator module, it might be talking to your ECU, and it could be looking at a lot of different things. Could it be talking
1: to my volume dial on the radio? It could Because that doesn't work
3: either. It could be talking to your wife and say you know oh she She ain't working either (laughs) so actually unfortunately she's working hard and all 'all. (laughs) y'all i'd be i'd be lying to the public and everyone here if i could answer that without knowing which system you have Oh, that's the first step i I appreciate it johnny because i don't work on cars um often as i used to but if you give me that information i could tell you what's wrong
0: let me interrupt so here 2010 toyota tacoma power steering pump that sounds hydraulic. Is it sounds an, is hydraulic. hydraulic. Yes. Yeah. Power correct. steering pump for you. Tow- direct steering fluid from the reservoir. Blah,
3: blah, so blah. So maybe it's yes. the
0: pump
1: or not enough power steering
0: fluid.
3: So because of that, if that being said, and and your model, someone's phone is uh, ringing. Not it. Not, not it. it. So if it's that, then you have yourself your run of the mill hydraulic system. And for, and for the callers and everyone at this table, it's very simple. You have a mechanism that has mechanical components that are attached to your tire. And there is a pump that's attached to the same um, system that pushes your alternator.
1: Move it, move it we have a
3: real we the collar. Yeah, man. But let's finish. So fluid quality, meaning it has to be nice and clean. A lot of people don't know that power steering pumps have filters in them. There's some of them are in the pump and some of them are in the line. They get clogged up, and they do a lot of funny things. Another thing that you could do too: get your wife in the car, push it this way, push it that way. My wife? Yeah, your wife, or your daughter, or your your daughter. If your we we used to do
1: that in West Virginia, but (laughs) I'm thinking just steering wheel only.
3: So you could give us feedback by saying, "How does the pump sound? If you go extreme left and extreme right, and and it makes a, a a wide variety of sounds from left to right." It'll pinpoint where it's at. If it's completely quiet, left and right, you go somewhere else. So, because we have another caller, we'll give them priority, and we'll go back to uh, Mr. Westbrook. Well,
1: we're gonna send you a chew flat pie, Mr. Johnny. <laughs> Thank you. All right,
0: that's uh, who's on the line.
4: Hello, caller. Hello. <laughs> yes hey you're uh, live here
1: with that extent
0: hi i my question is a little off topic right now but i've been meaning to get your guys opinion on what home improvements i could make um to raise the value of my home so first first
1: of all uh we need we need a uh, you know what's your name
0: oh my name is susan.
1: susan. susan susan what kind of house is this a condo townhouse single family home
0: it's a multifamily, but I want to be able, I currently reside in the multifamily home and I have a tenant upstairs, but I eventually want to move out and be able to rent out the full property, but I want to be able to charge the most money that I can. So I want to know what I should actually renovate
5: that'll make a difference.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's great caveat so you're not necessarily looking to raise the value of the house you're looking to spend money to maximize what you can charge in rent is that correct that's it mm-hmm. that yeah correct.
2: that's the most uh
0: like that's what I want to do in short term yes okay so so just to summarize right what's the what's the thing what can be done for a rental property to raise the the future income of the property not necessarily the value of the of the property itself right so who wants to go first
1: I'll, I'll go first there's a lot of different opinions so since i'll take an easy one as long as the mechanical systems are working fresh coat of paint will do wonders agree um
2: i think it's important to look at what the going rents are in the area and what they're providing so uh, for example i had i raised a rent in one of my apartments recently and in order to do that i also had to provide a, a brand new washer and dryer which was not provided before so uh, not a huge investment relatively speaking because you get the money back in a couple months rent but you may need to put things in other than just paint you may need to put in a washer dryer if it does not, if it's not included. you you may have to put an air conditioning unit uh, wall units or I don't think you want to spend ten thousand dollars in whole house but but you might you, you may need to put some money in to be able to get the rent you want
0: out of it. And I think that's what she's looking for, right? So, so you brought up washer dryer. So I would say, um, any other of the, um, appliances might be helpful, right? Stove, anything in the kitchen, washer, dryer, dishwasher, those kind of things. Um, even when you're buying houses, but I'm sure it works for renting as well. Kitchen is a big thing. Kitchen and bathrooms is where everybody looks, right? So, um, I would piggyback on that and say any of the appliances uh, would be helpful, and updated bathrooms are probably another place to go. Right? What, what about a budget?
1: Do you have a budget that uh, you'd like to stick to? That's, or or that, is it that's purely the, that's Susan? Susan. Is she still yes, there? That's to Susan. Yes, that's to Susan.
0: I heard a beep. Okay,
1: ah, okay. So lost her. Okay. She's got no, no budget, endless, sky's the limit, go for it. Right.
3: So I would say to answer her question, um, unfortunately she hung up, Um, I'm hoping that her multifamily, so that my answer is in context, is in some type of urban environment. So we're in an urban environment now, and I could easily tell you what the formula is. It's rooms. How many rooms? If you can take a two-bedroom apartment and make it a three-bedroom, if you can make it a four-bedroom, that's exactly what's going to increase your rental capability, number one. Number two, Gary alluded to it. Most of the houses in urban places do not have laundries. They have to take all their stuff. They gotta go to a laundromat. If you can figure out a way in your basement to put a laundry, either it, whether it be through paying, they, they sell coin-operated laundry uh, equipment that the owner has to put, um, I'm sorry, the tenant has to put quarters and stuff and the owner takes the money. And then two, something that a lot of people overlook, does your house, apartment, condo have parking if it's street parking you have to figure out a way to get parking for the people because as least in the town that we're in now parking is an epidemic not a small problem it's a huge problem so in one of the episodes I alluded that there's a formula when you decide to buy a house and one of the formulas that I always had was buy a house that has to have single car garage double garage or a very long driveway and if it's a double wide drive or even better Right, and those three things will lure potential renters every time. If you don't have laundry, if you only have a single bedroom and they have to share it, or someone has to be on the couch, and there is no parking, you got problems. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to uh, rent the apartment, but I could guarantee you that the one that competes with you that has all that will be double. That's the uh, end.
2: I understand like they put a washer and dryer and put it so you have to pay to use it. Um, I think you're asking for more problems because if there's a problem, you have to go fix it or hire somebody to fix it. The... If you raise your rent $100 just for one floor per month, that's gonna cover the expense of a brand new washer and dryer.
0: So Gary, you're just saying you don't need a coin up one. You can I wouldn't just... do
2: that. I would just put it in there because you're gonna be able to rent more money. You're gonna make it back in a year. You're gonna cover the cost in a year at least.
0: Yeah, I, I would probably do the same thing. Whether it, it's right or wrong, but that's what I would do. The only yeah.
3: reason why I say it, and I'm a little bit um, in touch with this area that we're talking about, water in this town is so expensive. If you get a careless tenant, you will get well, a 2,000... $2, for water?
2: Because water... The paid. owner.
3: In Not in my house, That's paid by the... And that's why it's important to have these conversations. So in this town that we live in, where I have the rentals, or I had the rentals... I want to say like 75% of the water bill is paid by the owner because it was never separated. And it's a pain in the ass So to to be fair,
2: the house I have is two family. It's not separated. We cut it. We take the bill and I cut it in half.
3: So if,
0: so I guess what Johnny's saying that what could happen is if one tenant is careless or does their laundry, has all their friends come over doing laundry all the time because it's free, quote free, right? Then you're going to get this monster bill and your other tenant's going to be like, Hey.
3: Happens all the time. Well, all the I time. guess
2: ideally it's best if you can put the wash and dryer in each apartment, so that each person is responsible for that. So so,
3: so, so to answer her question is, one, you 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 bring me to a different level, right? And I don't want to overdo it, but it it is something that'll will bite into your monthly. Um, we uh, like call
2: it nut profit.
3: <laughs> profit. So, this town, yeah. the owner always owns the the water meter. So even if you go and divide your second floor, give them their own water meter and give them their own in the first floor, if the second floor doesn't pay it, you're stuck with it as the owner. I'm sorry, I wasn't
2: saying splitting it up to have two meters. I'm
3: I'm, I'm just elaborating on what you're saying. So there is a correct way to do things, right? So if we're really gonna go to exactly what's gonna make you the money and what's exactly gonna make them happy, you would then answer the question by saying, divide your water Make it so that all the water and the pipes are segregated and first floor, second floor, third floor, depending on how many floors, has their own meter, right? If they have their own meter, then you don't need
1: that. Absolutely, meter. And th- that's another huge point. So in, in, in any kind of rental scenario, you have some costs that are fixed, some that are variable. Fixed cost, property taxes, maybe an HOA fee. Variable cost, typically you, you power and, and water try to get all of the variable costs picked up by your tenant. And the argument is simple. Mm -hmm. Hey, you're going to benefit. You, 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 you conserve water, you'll pay less. If I guess uh, I may end up, you know, someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. You pay directly. Anything that's variable, I'll pick up everything that's fixed. gives you better control also.
0: Yep. Yep. I agree. All right. Any, any other quick ones on that? So we, Johnny's points were parking um bedrooms. bedrooms how many rooms in the
3: apartment laundry and which laundry. Is and parking
0: adam said the paint job gary said washer dryer um, i think that's covers most of the most of the points for for that kind of situation so thanks susan for calling even though you're not here anymore and um, we hope to hear from you
1: again why do we talk about cars and houses and money in the first place guys
3: they would take the chunk of your money if you don't pay attention to them. It's a, it's a big impact on
0: life, right? They're a waste. Yeah. Yep. So um, what did we say? Cars, houses. What was the other one? Okay. Cars and houses. And properties. Right. So so houses could be a huge money pit, right? A little knockoff from the, from the other caller, you know, talking about the American dream and having a house and all that kind of stuff. But it can cost a fortune to keep it up, to buy it, to fix it, all that kind of stuff. Um, but everybody wants it, right? Like that's that is still has that feeling of American dream kind of stuff. Um, so it is important to figure out how to do it without, you know, without having it become, you know, the whole point, you know, of your life and um, and taking all of your resources and time to do it. Um, and cars get you everywhere in, in this country, right? You need cars to go to work, to school, to your friends, to to do go on vacation. So um, they seem to be big in, in, in impactful things in life, right?
3: Yeah, I. I... At least myself, I would, answer, I would answer why we do things. And I think we're at a current time where inflation is running rampant and you could find out that by doing some research yourself, online, through YouTube, whatever, and trying to bring certain things into your own hand. Back in the day, you could say, well, I saved myself $25 we're getting to the point where any little thing you could do for yourself is becoming saving you $250, $300. Yeah it's, getting, yeah, it's getting so out of control that I think the answer to why we do things, why we try to get people to be self-supportive is because you could save yourself a good chunk of money. But I think something that is very interesting, and I wish I had prepared to give you what the the true term for it, but there are certain highs in life that you get out of alcohol, out of um, cigarettes. Believe- There is a high that you get from solving problems. Mechanics go through that high every day. And there's a name for that. I don't know what it is, but there's a certain thing that gives you, it gives you more motivation. It gives you a good sense to yourself that you solve this problem yourself, right? And I think, at least myself, the biggest problem of trying to do these things yourself is that now you're getting to the point where when you invite someone to your house to do whatever service, the number is so astronomical that it's someone has to pause and say can i do this myself can i do some research can i maybe network with my friends to get this and you save yourself 5 600 bucks and i'm going to say the it.
1: answer is almost always yes it's just a matter of how many hours do you have how many additional tools might you need to buy how many youtube videos do you have to watch but and how many friends do you have to and how many friends yeah. can yeah. you lean on but right. the answer is still almost always yeah. yes and yeah. it's it's really not weighing um, can I, or can I do this myself? It's really, should I yeah. do this myself? And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So yep.
0: Johnny, you said it's like uh it's like a puzzle, I guess, right? For the mechanic to figure out the problem. Right. But so is that not the same for everybody else in, in just their life? Like, is there a puzzle to how do I get to a place in life where I'm happy? Is it that, and they need to go solve it, right? What are the things yeah. they need to do to get in place? If, if, whether it's find the career that I love, whether it's, you know, open a business instead of getting a nine to five job, whether it's retire earlier, whether it's work forever because I love it, or whether it's, you know, I want five vacations a year. Like what are the puzzling things that I need to solve to get to the, to get to that thing that I want. Right. Um, and managing money, managing time, managing your education, managing your family, managing all those things is like, if everybody took it upon themselves, like you're suggesting, like if I got to figure this out, because this is the thing that I want, then people would spend more time doing it, right? How do I invest money better? How do I spend time better? How do I educate myself better? What do I have to do to get to this place, right? Um, and I don't think people take it that way. I think people just, it feels like people just just go down the path, right? I just go to school and I get a job and I just, and I just see what happens as I go, right? No one's, no one's putting like steps and puzzle pieces together to get to a certain place. And
1: Most like, people are stumbling into tomorrow by accident yeah. and by habit. Usually bad habit.
4: I, I think the other thing on that, Ray, that you had mentioned, um, and I think there's a lot of truth with what John is saying, is that it's the prioritization of time, which a lot of times is dependent on your stage of life. Last week when we we're having the podcast, I was sharing some stuff that was going on with my dishwasher and we we're looking at the water inlet valve. And so this past week, right, there's a lot of time that my family and I spent troubleshooting and going through things. Wait, we and, didn't hear the end of this. Did you, did you that, figure it out? You well, made this well, that's into that's a family why, that, activity? Let's go. That, that's why I'm bringing it up. Right. So we actually so, turned just, it into a family activity. All right. Right. Instead of watching the reality show, my wife and I would sit and we watch a couple of different YouTube videos, you know, explain, Ex- see, explain to the kids. And Watching the dishwasher. Like
0: the <laughs> chairs <laughs> in the kitchen, watching the dishwasher.
4: <laughs> and so, you know, explain to the you know, kids what's going on. And I said, hey, so everybody's got to pitch in. Everybody's got to do some dishes. It's going to be a lot more than usual. Everybody's got to pitch in. So we're all just doing it. So it's kind of nice in the sense that it's like, you know, something that we're all tackling together. But when I look back on it, let's just say, you know, the one was in second grade, the other one's in preschool, right? So I'm running the Cub Scouts, you know, we're taking this one to swim lessons, you know, I'm staying late at work to catch up on things, and my wife's had a bad day, you know, stressed out at work. Is that really the time we can do all that with that time that we have? Is that really important? Or is the important things at that time, you know, really, well, we're doing our family game night, we're doing our family movie night, you know, oh, tell me what's going on at school you know, how can I help you with your homework? That's probably more important at that time. At the time, yeah. So at that time, I didn't spend any time in the dishwasher, just hiring hiring some guy. You know, how much does it cost? I really don't care. You know, kid had a tough day. Well, my kid had a tough day at school. I care more about
1: that. Yeah, you care, you just care But now,
4: the situation in the phase of life allows that I can do it. Come on, get to the point. Did you fix it or not? Hold on.
1: No, the point is that the dishwasher understands his (laughs) lifestyle and (laughs) picked the right time (laughs) to fail.
4: So what Johnny was saying, you know, a, a, a lot of pride and a lot of you know rewarding feeling of being able to try and problem solve and do things you know is nice yep. you know and i think you know that's also good in the sense that you know you're doing it together as a family right or you're doing it together with your spouse right and that can actually just add to that you know if you're someone single i mean that's great too you have the rewarding feeling you know learning things and fixing things but then when you have others involved then that good feeling is even you know multiplied cuz now you're sharing that good feeling I with agree. other folks so that's a good thing so to a bring waiting. you an update yeah on cuz I know
0: I didn't give you the valve. You didn't give me the inlet valve. So.
4: so what wound up happening is I found out that apparently when we looked online, we had to check on the the model number. And so a lot of the inlet valves had ones where you had to match the model number. So I thank you for the what are, inlet valve the, 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 the offer, but we decided to get one because I wasn't sure, you know, right. which model numbers yours, yours would fit. So we got it. And then we got it you know watched the youtube video taking it out wasn't bad you know it was easy you know just watch the video anytime something wasn't sure i just rewound pause look okay check it out so we took it out but when i took it out and looked at the new one you could see there's a brass elbow that was on there and i figured no big deal i'll just back that out you know got my Adjustable channel pliers which now I know what there's they adjustable channel pliers that I'm sitting here thinking I have no idea what that is I don't have that so that I googled it looked at Google images I I'm like what oh. that thing has a name I'm like I got that I didn't know that was the name of tongue it. and
3: groove everything Yeah, hey. you know, I was like oh that's the name of it I just called it
4: you know flyer I, I didn't know that had a name So anyway, so I got my tools, you know, and I took it apart But the water inlet valve had a brass elbow mm-hmm. on there. Yep. Which I would just call it like a little, you know, golden turn thing. No, you got it. But now it's called, win. you know, now I know it's called the brass elbow. Had a brass elbow on and I tried to just back that thing out, and I went to go back it out, and it wasn't budging. So I tried to, you know, push a little harder, and it wasn't going. This is I on had, the new one. No, no, this is on the old one that I took one. out because right. I wanted to take the elbow out yep. to put the elbow on the new Cause one. Because the new one doesn't come with the elbow. Doesn't eye come eye. with right. the elbow. Yep. Couldn't take it out, so I took it to the guy at the Home Depot, and he looked at it, and okay, it had like almost like this dry mud looking, and uh, my wife had suspected. Oh, I think that's plumber's putty. It's so. so fun. So I said i'm not sure so i took looked the guy at home Depot and i explained to him i said the thing's not budget he's like oh that's not coming off he said that stuff on there once you put that on it's not coming off so he said you have to get a new one but when you put the new one use the teflon tape mm, yep and this way we'll be able to back it in and out so we did that and we bought the brass elbow and the brass elbow came with this i guess uh, another another guy i know uh he works in the plumbing area he's a pipe fitter Uh, we were having dinner with him over the weekend, so I was chit-chatting with him about it. And the brass elbow came with this little it looks like a little cylinder, like a cuff, but it's tapered down. And he said, Oh, that's called the bell. And he said, You need that when you do the compression fitting. It goes into the line. But you don't need that. But well, yeah, that's the case. So he explained you probably don't need it because mine's like a flexible silver looking line. It's got a nut and this and I think it's got something like that built in. You can see that almost like a a black washer. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So it sounded like I didn't need it. And I thought, okay, I guess I don't need that. So I just put that aside, use the brass elbow connected it, and then we got the Teflon tape and we put the elbow on the inlet valve, but it was just slightly off. I didn't think it was, but it was slightly off. Off meaning cross-threaded? Off meaning that instead of meeting it perfectly flush, it was just off a little bit, because I was turning it and turning it, and it turned maybe, I don't know, four or five times, I, think, I can't get it anymore.
0: But do you so mean I, it was cockeyed on the thread? or do you have been, mean it wasn't lined
4: up where it ended? It must have been cockeyed on cross- the thread. cross so you cross-threaded
0: the brass. And yeah. so I put it in, yeah.
4: and of course it leaked. it leaked. of course. So I had to take it out, and I was like, what's wrong? And then my wife, I said, look, look, I think it's off a little bit. So I said, all right, let me just try it again. So we took it out, took the Teflon tape on, put it back on, and this time I tried to line it up a little better, It it threaded way more on. Yeah. I yeah. think maybe the first time, maybe like 20% on there. Yeah. yeah. The second time it was like 80, 90% on there. And I kept trying to crank it to get it tighter and tighter. So the only thing that seemed to be an issue, but I had enough slack on the line that when I put the water inlet valve back in the dishwasher, originally the line went back. And the other, I guess, return line that goes to the sewage line, that also went back. But because I turned it, it was now coming forward, but there's enough slack in the line. It was just a little curve. It's not kinked or anything. So it was a little more challenging to put it back on. So... Right now, as we speak, it's there. When I go home, I got to run a dishwasher to see if it leaks. Oh, so I'm so hoping... Not are not you put it in the Not completely. Oh. Oh. Not oh. completely. Oh. yet. Oh. so we're still I'm just going to fist bump you across Hanger. the table, oh. but I'm going to hold that but, now. <laughs> but the good thing is, as it lasts longer, we continue to do family teamwork. Family dishwashing. Uh, family teamwork <laughs> to get over the hump. So I'm sort thinking, you know what, this is okay if it doesn't you know, get done in a a week, two weeks. And look, there's like six
1: or seven little things you learn there along the way that are all applicable to other home improvement projects. Right, Right. and one of the things I I learned about was taking,
4: and I think I talked about this last week, is taking the internal parts of the dishwasher out because I never did that. And they're saying on the video, even if this isn't your problem, it's good to do as a homeowner. And I'm sitting thinking, well, I've had two homes and I've never done this at all. And sure enough, on the video, they're they're explaining how to do it. You're going to find a lot of junk. And I found all kinds of junk in
3: there. So... (laughs)
4: I was very glad I did
3: that. But it made you feel good, right? It made me feel great. And there's something about what he just went through. If we look at the ails of society, and not like we're the moral police or, or anything, but well, you, have is. A, you have a lot of <laughs> you have a lot of people who they have a lot of time on their hands because they've decided they are not capable of doing that. But what they're doing is they're replacing the time where they could have been doing that and they could have been having family time with a host of vices that are not good for them. Right. And I know that it's a little taboo to talk about these days because coming from someone who, I'm sort of down for whatever. I do a little bit of everything in my in my personal life and, and things I wasn't taught as, as a person. But it's like, you have to be able to say, if I can spend time on these things, you're not spending time on the things that are detrimental to your life because you're learning. Right. right? Yeah. And you, you can never say, I've read this book and that was a waste of time. The minute you learn something, it gets put there and it's there forever. Right. So these things teach you and your family that, yeah, you could spend $300 and call me to your house, right? But how much more satisfying is to do it yourself? Yeah. And then your daughter saw it, your son saw it, your wife saw it, and that's gonna propagate, right? right? But it, and it was interesting, because as I was going through it the
4: last couple of weeks, I kept thinking, there's just no way that I would've had a time to do this, you know? No. 15 years ago. That's right. Yeah. Right, there's just no way. You know, running around, being the taxi cab driver to all the kids' events, there's just no way.
3: do that and it it sticks it's like telling jenna my my wife oh yeah johnny sent his car or something over there she'd like she'd pause and be like there's something wrong with him right (laughs) so it becomes like a habit right Right. you do it as together and you're teaching them and even if they even if they don't do it themselves they know that they have the option
1: yeah and look here's the lesson when we started ed i think in in an earlier episode you had mentioned something to the effect that like i'm not that handy I, i don't do it myself i call an expert very true. And then this came up, and I think all of us were about hundred percent confident that if you just per, if you're just persistent, absolutely no doubt you're gonna you're gonna fix it yourself because it, it doesn't take uh, it's not it's not magic. Nope. Anybody yeah. can do it. It's just about persistence if you haven't done it before. That's
4: it. Yeah. This afternoon, though, we ran into a, a kind of a, a goofy, wacky problem just before we came to the podcast. Actually. Just before I put the water inlet valve back in, I had it disconnected, and I turned the water off underneath the sink that goes to the dishwasher. Which the last couple of times I tried it, you know, taking it in and out over the past week has not been an issue. You just turn off the water, put a little Tupperware or towel there, you get a little bit of dribble of what's in the line, and that's it. So today, again, I had that valve turned off, took the water inlet valve out, in, and we have probably about five or six bowls' foot of water. I'm like, wait a minute, how can this be possible? I just had it out last night and the thing would have a little bit of dribble and and that's it. But it kept coming out.
0: This is the water line, not the drain
4: line. Right, well this is the the drain. It's underneath the sink, it's the water shut off for the line that's going to the dishwasher. dishwasher, And all this week we've taken it in and out maybe three or four times, you know, trying different things and shutting that off was never a problem. But it eventually stopped. But now all of a sudden, today, we shut that off as we had been, and the water just kept coming out. So I had to go downstairs to the basement and shut off the main to the house. So, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, between now and last night, I just had it out last night and was not doing this. What's up with that valve?
3: No, you got sediment to- in the seat. So each valve, whether it's this big or this big, there's a seat where it sits. Uh-huh. And then in in the city water, there's calcium mm-hmm. and all this crap that comes from the, from the pipes. All you need to do is either one or two things. The minute you get a, a second and you have a good bowl or something, you're going to take that valve and you're going to open it completely. You're going to let the water flow oh, through okay. and clean that seat, and then you're going to seal it. Oh, Do that a few okay. times, and that seat usually, and you'll see them in the Home Depot aisle or whatever aisle from the plumbing store, they sell kits, and they're usually like large face O-rings, and that's what's in that valve to close it. So when let, let it flow. It. Yeah, so when you get a little piece of that white stuff you see in your water and it oh. sits on that O-ring and you try to seal it, it just starts to drip. Yeah, that's what I was doing.
4: It just kept on, I'm like, how is this yeah. possible? Yeah. It was fine
3: last night. But all it right, it so open all when, the way. All right, but it stopped when you killed the house. And, uh, the well, house we
4: yeah. shut off the house, and then it still took a while. It just dripped for a while.
0: But when you turned it back on, you were already connected to the Oh, I,
4: I turned it back on, you and then I came over here. And that was, oh, so I so said, it's running right said, now on the floor. The water's on. <laughs> right. I said the water inlet valve is back in the dishwasher. Don't use the dishwasher yet. I can test when it come over. Dishwasher's
1: it's overflowing she, as we speak. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> yeah. she's fixing it it's right now. She <laughs> <and> already <laughs> she already blew that valve out. It's it's fixed.
4: Well, well. she's listening to what Johnny says. She's probably doing it right now. As we speak.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or she's got the plumber and
0: they're, they're taking care of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so since the dishwasher saga is now in full effect, I guess we're going to hear the next the next version of this next when we get to next week, uh, yeah. Next episode, the update. yeah. All right, so uh, I think we're done for today. Um, we're going to start call- taking calls like this every week. Um, so just to make sure everybody knows, you know, please call in. The phone numbers on the website, the phone numbers on YouTube. Um, you can also put questions in on YouTube, and uh, we hope to hear from everybody again. You put it them on it, youtube
2: or on our website that's our website you can do the questions
0: you can do the questions on the on well you can make comments on the on the, on youtube and you can submit questions
3: on the website on the yeah. staticpod.com and i Either think way. like everything else in life if you guys could give as much information as possible so we could give an answer that is relevant to that problem sometimes i think people generalize their questions the more information you could give the more be specific to your situation yep
2: Thank you for listening to the Addict Static Podcast. If you like what you heard, please like and subscribe and feel free to leave a comment below. Or come check us out at our website at addictstaticpod.com. And stay tuned for new episodes out every Monday.